open eyes that we may see to follow the This morning, I have a, a, how can I say this? A very, 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 very touching subject I want to talk about this morning. And the subject is, the subject is about our children. 
And why I want to talk about children this morning is, first, that's my subject. I'm, I'm talking about our kids this morning. And I want to just say prayer. It says, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that you have given us, that you have blessed us with, that you have uh, given us another day to be a subject in your kingdom, being here, being on this earth, being on this earth, being in this time, being in this place, and you know, really taking the time out to spend with you this morning. To spend with you, to, to, to commune with you, to come to you, and good morning, Val Speaks. Good morning, baby. How are you doing? And Lord, we thank you for allowing us just this day, our daily bread. Lord, we just ask that you lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. In the mighty name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, good morning. How are you doing this morning, Val? Hi. Um, good morning, Instagram. Good morning, um, Facebook. Good morning, Periscope. Good morning, everybody. Okay. Um, I want to tell you about an experience I went to this weekend. And the experience touched my soul to the point that it made me think about my kids. And it made me think about my kids in that sense of, I went to a funeral. And the funeral was somebody that was 19 years old, 19 or 20. And... The thing is, is that I've never experienced in my life that kind of funeral. I never experienced somebody that young before for a funeral. Let me, wait a minute, let me take that back because I have been to young people funerals like babies and, and little kids so let me correct myself but it never hit me when I attended those funerals it never it, it never hit me the way it hit me when I went to this person's funeral that was 19 or 20 years old because it made me think of my two boys I have two boys one is 29 and the other one is 27 you know, the, you know, and I have a daughter that's 24. And my thing is, is that it made me think of the sense of how a mother feels. How a mother feels in her time of need when she, you know, when she is lost a child or lost a loved one in that age bracket and it makes you really really think about the aspects of this is a young person 
it made me really reflect. It made me reflect to think this is a young person that is in the prime of their life. They're doing so much for themselves and their lives are cut short because of gun violence. And the thing is that sometimes we go through these experiences and we don't realize how drastic they are until we attend them. I'm used to going to people's funerals that's older than me or somebody that's like maybe now I'm getting used to the ones that's my age, which bothers me because it makes me think about my immortality. And with that being said, it's like, wow, it really makes you think about your, rethink about your life, rethink about the aspects of everything in your life. Um, and the thing is, is that when you go to somebody's funeral this age, it's like, wow, like they were number 20 years old and, 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 and they were just coming into their prime of their life and it's like what is going on and you think about it and it's like you know what are we teaching our children it made me think what did I teach my child in their life to avoid this from happening what did I teach my child in their life to to help them avoid a situation like this. Okay. And I'm going to the verse. It says Proverbs 22 and 6. It states. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old. He will never depart from it. What are we teaching them when they're young? What are we teaching them? Um, what, what are we showing them? What are we doing with them? What are we, uh, you know, it's like, don't just have a kid and let them raise themselves. You know, and a lot, you know, and it, 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 I know some people might disagree with me, but sometimes it's all about the upbringing of the child. It is, it, it goes back to that because if you think about it, you're the parent. And if the parent isn't taught how to be, how, life is as a child they grow up and have kids that follow and do the same things if they don't have no guidance no leadership they're just going out here doing whatever they want okay 10 11 12 years old okay i'm going outside i'm going to play i'm going around the corner there's no question like where you going who is this friend see when i was growing up it was totally different it was totally different my grandparents had to know who i was with he had to know their parents they had to know where their house was at, what their environment was like. Um, they got to know the parents. They got to know the kids' parents. They got to know how their house was. They wanted to, you know, go to the house and visit and see what the environment was like. Now it's like, oh well, go ahead and be with your friend. And your friend could be over there. You know, don't you know, kids, you know, I'm not I'm saying some kids, I'm gonna say some. I'm not gonna say all. Some kids, they have this thing of, I'm going to go and do sneaky stuff behind my parents' back, like do drugs. Or, um, you know, you 
you see it all the time. Kids going off, doing all kinds of stuff. Somebody bought them alcohol. They started drinking at a young age and skipping school. And, and, and parents are not, the parents not paying attention. They so busy with worrying about bills. They're so worried about, you know, um, uh, how I'm going to pay this or how I'm going to get this job. Or I need to work. And then you got the latchkey kids. And, you know, and the thing is, is that sometimes, you know, we, we as parents, we get distracted. We get distracted from our children. And then we wonder down the road, how did this child end up like this? Because I never paid attention to my children. I was like, okay, I right, get dressed, go to school. Okay, um, I right, I come home. You you got the key to the house. You know, some kids, you know, the parents, they work when they come out of school. So the thing is that sometimes, you know, it's like they on their own. They like raising themselves. You know, and your mama might teach you how to cook a little of this, cook a little of that. You know, we always get, you know, and don't mess with the stove or teach them young how to do how to do certain things for themselves. Sometimes that's good and sometimes that's not good at all because sometimes the children, they're raising, they're raising themselves. What are we teaching our children? Is it teach, their, teach right, train up a child the way he should go? What are you training them to do? What are we training them to do? What are we what are we really putting investing in their time to train them to do what they need to do? Like boys need to learn certain things from men. Girls need to learn certain things from women, from their mothers. And sometimes it goes reverse it, it can reverse. You know, what mama teach boys can be quite essential when they become adults. How to wash dishes, how to take the garbage out, how to how to fix things around the house, how to mow the lawn, how to, how to, you know, clean up after yourself. You know, how do you do these things? And then it's like one of the going to kids room is all messy because I've seen this before. I, I've grown up with that. Well, my grandma did everything for me. My grandma did everything for me. And it was like, really, it's really handicapping the child. It's, re it's, it's really like handicapping them. And... The thing is, is that when you handicap a child, you do everything for you. You don't, you, you're not giving them time to learn these things on their own. You're not giving them time to really develop, a per, a develop for themselves because you're really crippling them. And you're crippling them to the point where when they grow up, they ain't going to want no job. They ain't going to know how to survive in the world. They're not going to know how to, to manage money. They're not going to know how to do, it's like, what are we teaching them? You know, I, I'm going to say this, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this about me as a person. When I had children, I did not invest my time into my children. I did not invest no time with them because I was so busy chasing behind drugs. I was so busy chasing behind me and folks. I was so busy chasing behind trying to get myself together that, you know, I didn't really take out the time to raise mine. So I understand how children can go astray if you don't train them in the way that they should go when they're growing up. And now I'm dealing with my my youngest boy is dealing with he thinks that everybody, you know, my grand my grandmother raised my two kids. My grandmother raised my two boys. And the thing is is that she has handicapped my second son so bad that he thinks everybody owes him something. 
He get around people. Um, he has this concept of I don't have to do nothing I want to do. Um, you're supposed to do everything for me while I sit around and be lazy and play video games all day. And um, uh, what's mine is mine and I don't have to share it with you. And that's like, no. You know, it's it's like, I, and I look at myself and I say, where in the heck did I, I went wrong? I went so wrong. And it was like when I tried to raise them and try to get with them and try to do everything for them, my grandma would interfere with that, say, no, I don't want you doing that. Or no, I, they don't need to do that. Or no, they can't go with you. Or no, this, that, and the third. And it's like, you just stopping my ability from being a parent. And it's like, don't, and then you want to give them to me when you're older, and now they're 16, 15, 16, 14, and you want to give them to me, and then what am I supposed to do with them then? I, I mean, I ain't, I'm being honest. You know, don't handicap your children so bad or let them run astray that they're out here running amok in the street and you don't know what they're doing, and... They're dropping out. You don't even know if they're going to school. You don't know what they're doing with their friends. You don't know where they're going. You don't know who they're hanging out. It's like you just, you know, you got to train them. And I see it so much with people, other people. And I be like, man, you know how you want to get around other people's kids and you see what's going on. But you don't want to step into that. You don't want to step into that lane because that's not your child. And the thing is, is that. Train up a child in the way that they should go. And it's like, ooh. It made me reflect on my mama days. It made me reflect on my mama days. I'll tell you why. Because my mama didn't play with no back talking. My mama didn't play with no, she said something once, you better do it or you get upside the head, okay? She always had this way about her mannerism, about her, my mother. And it was very domineering. And she did not play that. Okay. She did not play you rolling your eyes at her. She did not play um, when they, she asked you something to do. You better do it. You know. And. You know. Now I see why my grandparents were so strict with me. Because they used to keep me in the house all the time. They used to keep me in the house all the time. And they will always give me this advice of everybody you think is your friend is not your friend. Okay? Everybody you think that's getting and grinning in your face is not your friend. Some, some people have arterial motives about some things when it comes to being your friend. Some of them get in, okay, they want to be your friend and this and that and the other. And, 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 you know, or what can I get out of you? Or what can you benefit me? Or how can I use you? You know, that's how my granddaddy used to make me think about people when I made friends. And then I understand why the strictness was there because it's some people I ran into in school. And I was going to school with one, this one girl. She would come to school drunk. And I was like, she was drunk every morning. I was like, really? I mean, and I was like, I never understood that, but then I understood. Sometimes it's our environment or what we may be going through or how we're trying to block out 
the stuff that's happening to us at home or in the street or at your cousin house or and some of these things we don't want to talk and the kids don't want to talk about and they're holding everything in and then you be wondering oh, why are they smoking weed why are they doing crack why are they doing heroin why are they out here being promiscuous why are they doing this and then the answers are sitting right in front of your face but you don't want to ask the question you want to act like everything hunky-dory and sometimes it's good to sit down and talk to our kids about asking them, how was their day? How were you feeling? What did you do today? What what happened today? Anything special happened? Anything, you know, bad happened? Ask them all those aspects because you'll be amazed how children open up, how children can open up to you when you sit down and have a straight and ask them just like, hey, let's have a conversation every day. You know, you got your job, you got to run around and pick up this and run around and pick up that kid and this, and we got to do this, and then we got to deal with the baby daddies, and then, you know, it's just so many things we got to deal with as women. But my thing is, it says, train up a child the way he should go, and when he is old, he should never depart from it. Some of the things my grandmother taught me became very important to me when I got older. They became very important to me when I got older, like how to cook. How to clean, how to sew, how to, um, you know, she's very tidy. She's very, she, I, I think my grandma had OCD myself. I think she had OCD. But my thing is, is that sometimes those, those, those habits from the older people prepare you for life. They prepare you for life that you know that is going to help you, is going to, keep you sane, it's going to keep you uh, focused, you know, my grandma sat down and talked to me about money, and now I'm learning, you know, that's that's quite essential for me, because I run a business now, and some of the things that she taught me, how to be clean, how to do, do certain things, and they become very essential for me, you know, she didn't believe in having no dirty clothes piled on the floor, she didn't believe in no dirty dishes in the sink, she she believed in having cleaning her house every weekend of stuff, cleaning her house, cleaning her break front. They call them break fronts, where you keep all the good china in, you know, and and you know she cleaned that out and pots the silverware and she was doing that, cleaning your stove and cleaning your refrigerator, cleaning your kitchen. She clean. I mean, my grandma would stay up all night long and clean her house. Okay, while you sleep, she cleaned. So. Those things became very essential to me when I got older. So, you know, some of the things my grandma did I didn't agree with. Some of the things that we was that I was shown because I was the how could I say it? I have brothers and sisters, but I'm the only child out of my mom and my father's relationship. And I stayed with my father's mother and my father's mother and father so they were very strict very older older grand they were my grandparents so what the thing is is that what older people are teaching us is very valuable so you're a young person take out the time to sit and have a conversation with an older person because that is the quintessential conversation and you can learn a lot from an older person. You, I mean, you know how to treat people. You know how to, they, they teach you discernment. 
You know, they teach you discernment when it comes to people in your life and how you're supposed to treat people and how you're supposed to forgive people and how you're supposed to, you know, have a life and, and keep working and keep striving and keep going. I mean, one thing my granddaddy will always teach me was, okay, look, education is the one thing that can't nobody take away from you. And I've learned that too. That was something that was so, it's so important to me, you know, and because I didn't, I dropped out of high school, I got tired of school, and I didn't get my GED till I was like 30-something years old, and that was very essential for me, and then I decided to pursue going to school for psychology. That was very essential for me, you know, and the thing is, we have to teach our children that Education is the view is the important part. And education, how you treat others, how how people are supposed to treat you, and you know, and and learn how to take care of yourself. Learn how to take care of you as an individual. Learn how to take care of yourself and be good to yourself and love yourself. That goes for boys and the girls. I'm not gonna, you know, and and. When we don't teach our children what to do, they run amok and they run into a bunch of problems in the street. They run into the wrong people. They run into, you know, if you're not showing them love, they're going to start looking for love out in the street. They're going to start looking for love somewhere else with somebody else. You know, as far as girls is concerned, uh, when the father figure is not there, it could go, it can go both ways where the girl says, look, okay, Mama's trying to um, go after mom's example and do what I got to do and keep it moving and keep working and striving to have the most, the best life I can have, regardless if dad is here or not. And then some girls can take that and go run the opposite way with it. You know, it's like, okay, I got a father finger home and what am I, what, you know, what, uh, uh, what man can I find or boy can I find to give all my attention to because I don't have a father figure in my life? Okay? And then their main focus is that on school, it's on trying to find somebody to love because they felt neglected as their father was not there. So, you know, and same thing for, for boys. When their mom is not there, because I'll go the opposite way where I want to look for a woman that take care of me and somebody love me and... It's just it just goes into a, fa a, a a plethora of things, but what are we teaching our children in this verse? What are we teaching our children? What examples are we showing them? Now I get it. Now I understand. Now I see where I went wrong, and I'm trying to correct those things that I did wrong in my life. And with my children. And it's never too late to learn. It's never too late to try. So whatever you parents that think you might have went wrong, done kids wrong, got this guilt complex and things, God is always there for you to get it right. You could try one thing and then try another thing and try communication and sitting down. Because I used to yell and scream at my kids. I used to yell and scream. I ain't know how to communicate because that's how my, my parents communicated with me. Screaming and yelling at me. My grandmother didn't do it. But my parents, my mother, my father used to do it. They, they didn't know how to communicate. They screamed and yelled at me. And it wasn't always, it's not positive, you know, screaming and yelling. So I took that 
and 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 develop that relationship with my kids while I was screaming and yelling at them and stuff talking. Now I'm trying it again. I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to communicate. I'm trying to really respect them and teaching them how to respect me because it goes both ways. So in this verse, it says Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, what are we teaching our children today? And I'm so proud of our children at that funeral I was at, that they came together and they couldn't, you know, it was like, look, we got to do some things different. We got to do things different. Got to, you know, I had one young lady, she said that even if you have to get away from here, sometimes that's 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 what you got to do. Sometimes you got to get away in order to really develop for yourself and how to be on your own and develop a, a sense of what do I want out of life? You know, when you're in a place that doesn't have many jobs or doesn't have... Um, positive role models as older people or whatever the case may be whatever you're seeing in your view that's what you're learning that's what you're learning sometimes you got to get out from where you're at you got to get out you got to go you got to you got to get out in the world and see the world for where it is and 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 view and view the world different you know it's not you know, and, and yes, you know, we're going through this Black Lives Matter thing and we're going through all this racial tension and things like that and the children are learning. But do you know what mental, what do you realize that the children are going through a mental cosmic right now? They're going through a, a cladic, a it's like a universal burst of finding themselves and the mental capacity that they have is overwhelming for them because it's so much they feel like they go into the world they're wondering am I going to die today because somebody don't like me my son gave me this my son gave me this scenario he says, Mom, when I go out into the world, I don't know if I'm going to live all day. That's where his mind is at. He says, Mom, I don't know if I'm going to live all day or somebody going to have the time. Somebody going to take out the time to kill me, just me walking down the street or having a conversation with somebody. My son says, I think about that all the time. When I leave the house or I go out, I don't know if I'm going to live, that, live or die. I don't know if I'm going to have that time. If I'm going to do that time, if I'm going to, you know, really survive that day, you know, and, you know, I I don't know how the girls feel from a perspective. I don't know how they feel, but it's like, well, am I going to be disrespected today by somebody calling me the B word or the H word or well, the W word or are they going to attempt to assault me? Are they just going to be nasty to me? Or, you know, it's a lot of things that go on. It's a lot of things that go on in a child's mind at an age where they should be prospering going to college. 
and they should be prospering and learn new things and maybe try entrepreneurship or try something new in their life or traveling. But now, now it's like everything is on hold. Their future, they feel like their future's on hold and they're in limbo and they don't know what to do. That's why I posted the other day about jobs, about a job. I know a cleaning service, you know, some kids, they're they not doing anything. They're staying at home. They might not They might not be in school and they're at home with their parents. But you, us as parents, we got to push them. You got to push them. Push them out the nest. Because... You be sitting there and they be there 30 years old. They, they, you know, it's, it's, you have to encourage them to not give up on life. Encourage them not to give up on themselves and their dreams and their hopes and their aspirations of what they want or what they're trying to pursue. Do not let your children give up on themselves and become complacent, depressed. And if you see that your child is coming into that view of, uh, you know, they're not active as much. You know, talk to them. Sit down and talk to your children. Don't wait for this phone call to come time out where you know your son and your daughter is dead. And then you're going to have all these thoughts in your head talking about, I should have sat down and talked to them about this. Or we should have talked about that. No, do it now. Do it now. Don't wait till you hear that phone call from somebody. Okay, Lord, I thank you. I'm glad I got this on record. Something is going on with the internet today, so I'm just going to have to, that's why I'm recording this program. All right. I love y'all. I love y'all. And I thank you for coming in today to Morning Word at Worship. This is another part I keep saying Satan is always busy. And I couldn't use my restream this morning because something was wrong with that. And I said, well, I'm going to just record this and then post it. Okay? Because I still, you know, it's always my mama, my grandma would say, there's always one one way to skin, more than one way to skin a cat. Okay? So, I love y'all. Y'all have a blessed day, babies. Okay? And I'll talk to y'all later. Are you looking to expand your audience for your ministry? We'll broadcast with the Everlasting Word Broadcasting Network. We are here to bring the Word of God to the masses. And we would love to help you. spirits out there. If you would like to advertise your business on my podcast, I have several slots open. So you can get in contact with me through my email address, which is I am Sharice at ShariceNJohnsonMoore.com. And you can reach out to me through my Facebook page, which is Sharice Johnson Moore 2. And you can reach out to me through my um, through my other other avenues of contact, which is WhatsApp. WhatsApp. 
thank you and I will be glad to have you as a sponsor for my program. Thank you and have a blessed day. everybody. Hi, Sharice Johnson Moore here. And I just want to say thank you to my listeners for listening to today's morning word and worship service. The topic is what are we teaching our children? I want to thank everyone for coming in and spending time with me to listen to this very important message. I also would like to thank our sponsor, Anchor Anchor FM for being our sponsor and the Everlasting Word Broadcasting Network for their marvelous job with, with what they do as well and being a sponsor of this program. I want to thank everybody for coming in and I will see you later. All right. Y'all have a blessed day now. You heal. <laughs>